Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 628 for the week of April 23rd, 2022. I'm Chris Briggs here bringing you the news and stuff. And I think there's actually news this week. Yeah, yeah just a little bit. If you're in a Xeno saga, that is. Um, or Xeno Blade, uh, whatever am. it's called now. Uh, it, it's Blade. I think right. that they gave up on the Xeno saga series a while back. Yeah, it's stuck in licensing hell. Right. I, I, I think that was supposed to be like a six-part series, and they managed to only get like three parts out. Did before. you see like the writer, one of the co-writers of those, was like on Twitter asking for work? No. No. Yeah, the Zoraya Saga was like, "Hey, um, if anyone's interested, I write games and this and that and the other thing." I'm like, "Shouldn't you be working on the new Xenoblade?" I'm I'm confused. Not the um, Monolith anymore. I I don't know. I mean, Xeno was always was pretty overly ambitious for what it was. Yeah. Um, oh, Just joining saying. me, Kelly Ryan. Hi. Um, trying to buy cat shirts. Also, Josh Carpenter. Hey there. Re-addicted to Hades now. Re-addicted to Hades on your Steam Deck. Uh-huh, on the Steam Deck. Here it is, uh, at Soraya Saga. Looking for writing jobs. I'm a freelancer based in Tokyo. I write sci-fi, mystery, drama, etc. I'm also drawing comics at rookie.shonenjump.com. Not accepting fan commissions or non-corporate basic project offers. So, there. You cannot hire them to write your, um, your Mario, um, Wario fanfic. Um, oh, gosh. That's an image <laughs> I shouldn't have made in my head. Okay, um... Can I, can I get him to write my Dragonborn fanfiction? Oh, here we go. April 17th. I'm a writer-artist who had been temporarily away from work to take care of my family and an elderly. Any help to build my career again would be much appreciated. So that's what's going on. So I wonder yeah. if they didn't work on Xenoblade at all. Or number three, at least. Probably Oh, wait. Not. Here's their gameography. Final Fantasy IV Easy Type Booklet Item Illustrator. Final Fantasy V Map Designer. Final Fantasy VI, map designer, character writer. Romancing Saga Three, map slash sprite designer. Xeno Gears, writer, concept artist. Xeno Saga Episode One, writer, concept artist. Angelique Etoile, guest costume designer. Xeno Saga Episode Two, writer. Xeno Saga Pied Piper, writer. Soma Bringer, writer. Xenoblade Chronicles Two, guest character designer. So they're not involved in Xenoblade at all, nor were they involved in Episode Three. Interesting. Okay. Hero was thinking oh. they've been involved the whole time, but I guess not. They're just... Old school monolith person. Yeah. Hope, hopefully they find work. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I I just remember hear, hearing that the first Xeno saga was like um, orchestrated by the London Philharmonic, and it was going to have like all the best... You know, it's basically like Shinmuing. Mm-hmm. And then... It didn't do very well, so they had to scale way, way back for the two other two sequels. Yeah. And it, is Shin moving? The Whoa, they deleted story? all their tweets. Huh. Wow. <gasps> They're really serious about getting a job. <laughs> 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 but, like, also, why would you delete all your tweets? Like, what's the point? Okay, whatever. I don't understand. Why did they delete all their old tweets? Sorry, I'm distracting things. Anyone no, know what's what? up with Soraya Saga? I'm very confused. 
I, I just think that we should call a game with an overly ambitious uh, scope uh, Shenmuing. Shenmuing. <laughs> is that how Shenmue went down? Oh, well, yeah. Shenmue. It is how Shenmue went down. And now we have Shenmue yeah. Episode 3. Is it done? Yeah. Or is it not done? Did they wrap it up? They probably didn't. I, I don't know. I watched an hour-long video essay about why Shenmue 3 was garbage. And that's all I know about Shenmue 3. Was, do, you, do you agree with their conclusions? I, I honestly don't know. I remember You just buying, had fun watching them complain about Shenmue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I remember buying the first Shenmue for like $6 at GameStop and put it in thinking it was going to be a GTA clone because mm-hmm. that's how it was marketed. And it's like, I am glad I didn't pay 50 bucks for this. And then you know, I found out it was supposed to be just an adventure game and that Yakuza turned into what Shenmue was marketed as. So Hey, it gave us Yakuza, and I'm a Yakuza fan now. Correct. Y- Yakuza is the good modern incarnation of what Shimu was wanting to be. Yes. Indeed. Like, you've, you've got all your, your, your irreverent side stuff that's a heck of a lot more interesting than racing uh, forklifts. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, now you got Mario Kart in Yakuza. I mean, we did get uh, the guy, I think, Ryo, racing a forklift in one of the Sega racing games. So there's that. True. Um, so, so so make us all jealous for your Steam Deck, Josh. Yeah, that was crazy. It just kind of, like, showed up. You know, I just got the, the email last week. Like, hey, you got three days. <laughs> your Your Steam Deck is ready. You got three days to, you know, pay for it, and we'll send it to you. And it showed up this week, so that is basically all I've been doing is just kind of like playing around kind of ADD with all the different things, downloading it, trying to figure out how to use it. It is – I really like it, but it is very much a weird little device because it is – you know, like it. you pick it up, it, it looks and feels like a console. It is honking. Like I did – everyone's got their comparison shots out there, you know, like, oh, was it in comparison to the uh, Switch or the Vita or the, 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 you know, the Game Gear? Me, I'm like, well, it's it's about the same size as my my cat, my Scotty. <laughs> Scotty torso-sized. It, it is, he's, a, he's a decently-sized cat. Correct. This is a decently-sized thing. decently-sized cat. Uh, on the Title suggestion. Chart. <laughs> On the chalker chart, he's a fine boy. <laughs> so it it is it is large. It is a significantly bigger than a switch for sure. It's still quite comfortable to hold. You know those grip sections on either side mean that it still feels quite quite good in the hand. And it, I've been surprised. Like okay, so like I was going through, I've got like about. 230 games in my Steam library. 25 of them are rated as being great on the deck. <laughs> so they've got the different categories of uh, games. So they got the stuff that's completely verified. Everything just works perfectly. They have the stuff where it's verified and playable. Where And, and in most of those, there's a bunch of games that fall into that. And most of the time, the only thing that doesn't work is like if you have an instance where you might have to type something in with a keyboard, the on-screen keyboard won't automatically come up. You know, it hasn't been programmed into the game yet to actually bring in bring up the on-screen keyboard. 
Um, so it, so when you get to one of those things, you'll have to use the uh, shortcut on the device to bring up the keyboard. So not exactly a big deal, but just something you got to, you know, like it's not completely seamless. And, I imagine if it's driving you crazy, you could hook up a Bluetooth keyboard to solve it yes. until they well, fix it. Yes, it's, I mean, like, it, yeah, it supports Bluetooth devices. You can hook up Bluetooth headphones. You can hook up a keyboard and mouse to it and play via keyboard and mouse if you want to. Um, you know, it's completely customizable in that aspect. Um, so I've been playing around with, like, I don't have a ton of, like, super high-end games on here to, like, really push it hardcore. But I've been playing around with a lot of different stuff. Honestly, the things that have had given the most trouble, I think, are like older, older Windows games and <laughs> like the the more modern stuff. I've got like Fallout 4, um, Nier Automata, like those play perfectly on there. It's just they, they they play great. They look great. They run at 60 frames a second. They're just incredibly smooth. Very good experiences. The stuff I've had trouble with is like some of the older stuff. Pyre, for some reason, doesn't want to work. Yeah, what's on up it. with that? I don't know. That's very odd. Um, some of the old, not unsurprisingly, like most of my Falcom games work on there quite w- quite well. But like, um, oh, what was it? You you asked me about Zvi, Ilvar yeah. Insurrection. And that one just had all kinds of weird artifacts on it. And I just, like it ran, but there was, it was basically unplayable. You just couldn't really even see what the heck was going on. I'm sure it's like some sort of that that game is old. It's got to have some sort of weird Windows XP thing that it's drawing from that just doesn't play nice with a Proton. But yeah, because I had a bit of a time trying to get that to even run on my laptop. Yeah, yeah, like it it doesn't it doesn't necessarily even play nicely on Windows 10 um, <laughs> at times, but. Like most stuff just works on it. it. It's kind of amazing. Like all all the old stuff, the new stuff, you just play it and it runs and everything's buttery smooth. You do have those weird instances where it it fails and doesn't fail very gracefully. And, and like I said, sometimes with weird things, like I had Grandia 2 sitting in my backlog, you know, on the Steam and I'm just like, huh, that, that's a game I never got around to. I picked it up on Steam. Let me download it and see how it runs. And it just got hung in this. I tried to load it up, and it just got hung in this weird loop, and I had a hell of a time. I, st- <laughs> I thought I was going to have to, like, try and figure out how on earth it was, uh, how, how on earth to like, actually, like, force a reboot of the device because I just mm. could not get it back to the main screen, couldn't close it out. Um, but it... Otherwise, like most everything else plays great on there. Even, you know, like I said, the old Falcom stuff, Trails in the Sky. The only weird thing that happened when I was playing Trails in the Sky is that the uh, the movie, the opening cinematic movie, got out of sync with the music. Mm-hmm. And the music got done like 30 seconds before the movie did. <laughs> <laughs> and so like the last 30 seconds of the movie were just silence. But then once the game, you know, once it was over, it's just like it just went back to the game and it was fine. Like a very odd little, you know, I'm sure I'm going to run into those kind of weird little bugs from time to time on it. But like it's it's a very like I think the hardware itself is really fantastic. I mean, it's not exactly surprising that the software is going to need some ironing out. But all in all, like I'm really impressed with how well how many games work pretty seamlessly on it. I expected it to be much I was expecting it to be a lot more uh, scattershot on what would actually work on it. 
And then, you know, like underneath all of this, you know, you have when you start it up, you have just kind of have the the basic normal console experience. But the whole thing is just it is a Linux PC and you have the ability to just like swap over to like a Linux desktop. And once you swap over to that, like I'm kind of dumbfounded, like they have, um, you know, an app store, like pretty much all you know my vague understanding of linux most all of them have app stores just like windows and mac and all of them do these days but right in the app store the very first thing you can just open up games and they're just like every emulator imaginable that's basically on linux is right there in the app store and you could just go go to town downloading emulators on the thing and starting to play around with some of them i mean like this thing's going to be fantastic for you know, not not just playing your PC games on the go, but also anytime you want to emulate anything. Um, the PSP, you know, like I haven't had that much time. I've only had it for a couple of days. So I haven't got to play around too much with it. But stuff like PSP and GBA is going to be great. Everything I've read about now that I've been looking into it, like even stuff like Wii, you know, the Dolphin emulator is supposed to run really well on there. There's a Switch emulator on, on uh, Linux, which seemed crazy, but <laughs> it, it's out there. So I, I know people do a lot of switch emulation to do mods for certain games like um, Metroid Dread. There's a mod to, to have, have enemies actually have a health bar, hmm. which is supposed to be handy. And there's all sorts of Animal Crossing mods. Yeah. It, it's it's weird when you go over to that desktop mode. It feels a li- it, it definitely feels less polished over there. It's even even things like the touchscreen doesn't doesn't uh, feel like it's registering quite quite correctly. It's almost mm-hmm. like slightly off. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got the haptic uh, touchpads to kind of control, thankfully, oh, there, co- to control, like, your cursor. But you, you can tell that that kind of stuff is just not fully polished yet. But the actual, you know, the, the part that integrates in with Steam is really well done, surprisingly, I thought. Um it's i don't know like it you know does it make a lot of sense there's no way in hell i would give this to someone who is completely is looking it's still not a fully console experience because every you know like you're going to have to do a little bit of fiddling with things there there have been a couple different times where i've started up a game and you start playing it and you're like wait a second i think it's letterboxed and then you got to go and dig into the settings and like sure enough it's for some bizarre reason it's defaulted to like 720p instead of the the uh the 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 main resolution for the system which is like 1280 by 800 i think but you'll you know you'll have those kind of weird little things that you got to like fiddle around with and play with to get it to working properly that a lot of people just aren't going to want to do but are you going to put windows on it you're going to put windows on it uh (laughs) no no I don't think I wanted to go that far with it. All right. Everything I read about it is that that is not a very good experience. It's not right now, apparently. Yeah. Like you can do it, but there don't. are. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Maybe they'll get there, but they're not there yet. The the stuff that I would want to do with that, like, I, I honestly, I think the better way to but go. Pyro would some, work. Probably, but. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I I just can't imagine that being a great experience right now. We'll we'll see. You know, it we'll see if it improves. Like a lot of that stuff, you can. Whenever you run into any sort of problems on all your in any game, like you have the option not only to play it like natively on your Steam Deck, but you can also still like stream it just like they just like you can do on any iPad or um, you know phone using the Steam Link app. And you can even kind of like I was playing around with that last night to get around on uh, the uh, the the Chinese versions I've got of the Trails uh, the Crossbell games. Like basically, you can st- even though they're they're very much made for Windows. What you can do is you can just uh, add them to your Steam library on your PC, and then you can you know so that way you've got a link in your Steam you know uh, in your Steam library, and then that shows up on your Steam Deck, and then you can just open it and basically stream it from your PC to your Steam Deck using that link. Which I assume you can do with, uh, I'm sure you could do that on, you know, like on iPad or on, uh, you know, just anything using Steam Link. But it's kind of like Mm -hmm. a useful workaround if you're, you know, wanting to play something that doesn't want to cooperate with a Steam Deck. Yeah. Oh, it's it sounds to me like it's not exactly as pick up and play as a Switch, but significantly less of a pain in the ass to deal with than, say, a Raspberry Pi Way, way. Uh, yeah, this is nothing like Hey, that. I've used Raspberry Pi for emulation. Hey, it's I'm, easy. I'm not, hey, Ish. I have a Raspberry Pi. I like it, but it is, it is not lock a very on it and it's good to go. friendly <laughs> A Raspberry Pi is not a very noob-friendly device. Yeah, yeah sort of. You you get you download Laka, you download the the Raspberry Pi image maker, it burns it onto the SD card, you put the SD card in the Raspberry Pi, you boot up the Raspberry Pi. Then you have to go find directions on how to pair your controller. <laughs> That's not fun. <laughs> then you got to go figure out where are the games supposed to go. Okay, then take the SD card back out. All right, let's put the figure out where the games need to go on this card. Okay, now the games are on the card. Put it back in the Raspberry Pi. Boot it up. Did my controller stay paired? Why isn't my controller working? Damn it, let me repair it again. Okay, cool. Got my controller working again. And now I'm ready to go. It's, it's just that easy. Oh, wait, I put 2,000 games on and this list is really long. I really should have thought this through. All right, let's find the game I want. Let's add it to the fa- favorites menu. Okay, now I can go right to that game. Now we're good to go. Oh, it doesn't play Saturn games very well. Oh, um, we'll just play SNES games. Okay, cool. All right. Which core? What do you mean, which core? I don't want to choose which core. Just tell me which one works. <laughs> okay, so maybe it's not the best, Kelly. Fine. <laughs> yeah, you're making my case. <laughs> Yeah, and see, the fun the part thing. is like, I'm just you're... going out of memory. By the way, I was literally like, I didn't have that point in my head when I started. I'm like, let's just walk through my experience. And like, oh yeah, it was really kind of sh- crappy, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of the difference. Like the stuff that where you're doing, where you're playing Steam games, is fairly seamless. Once you get over into the emulation side, you know, like you're over there actually running a Linux PC. You know, you you end up dealing with those problems of okay, I got to get games on here. How do I do that? Where the heck did it did the uh, program I used to swap the swap the games over from my PC? Where did it stick them? Okay, now I got to sift through the file system to try and find them in the emulator. You know, like you you have to deal with that kind of that kind of stuff. 
and don't get me wrong, I love this stuff. I love getting a new device and tinkering with it and playing around with settings and saying, okay, we'll, we'll run this, we'll, we'll run this. But not everybody's into that experience. No. I, you know, like, it's one of those things, like, is it worth the money? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, you know, it's it's not a cheap device, but it definitely plays, you know, like it, you can tell it's a heck of a lot more powerful than a, uh, than a switch. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, like this, this is definitely a niche device for people because I, it is that weird, such a weird niche because I think at least I think of people who are in, really into playing PC games are, are over there both for the control system, you know, like they, they prefer mouse and keyboard and also because like, Hey, they like to be bleeding edge. They like to have, you know, the really expensive graphics card and play things at 4k, you know, at, right there on the, you know, want everything to be the best. And that's definitely not what you're going to get with a steam deck, mm-hmm. but it is going to make for a very nifty little emulation device. In addition to being able to play everything in your steam library, basically. Are you playing switch games on it yet? I have not tried that yet. Yeah, Chris. probably shouldn't. Yeah. That's <laughs> I, <laughs> that's, I think that's he has definitely morally gray area. Yeah. I think he has something for that. That's called a switch, Chris. Well, fine. <laughs> uh, I'm just being cheeky. My bad. I'm definitely this is going to be the thing to replace like the the PSP and well we'll see if there ever any Vita emulation to replace that as that kind of dies out. Yeah, I, it's funny when we was talking on Discord. I was like, I wonder if there's a Vita emulator, and Josh looked it up and was like, there is one. It only runs four games, and it doesn't say which four games. <laughs> You're like, yeah, poor and, poor uh, Vita. And then I, I was sitting there trying to think, well, what Vita exclusives are there that haven't been ported? And th- there was a couple of them, but they're like. Sorcery Saga, Wrath of the Curry God, Dungeon Explorer 2 kind of stuff. So not, nothing anybody is going to be clamoring for outside of a very select few. So oh, poor Vita. I, I love that system so much, but it just it it died a horrible death and I'm sad for it. I don't know. Is there anything else I should say about the any any other burning questions about the Steam Deck? Yeah, um, what pagan god did you sacrifice a chicken to to get your link before Chris and my husband? (laughs) I do not have any clue. (laughs) Dumb luck, man, dumb luck. Because both of the, I know Vaughn has been like, this would be nice for my Steam Deck if I'd have one. (laughs) I I mean, part of my issue is I I reserve the top end one like Mm -hmm. an idiot. And I should have gone with like the low end one because it's it sounds like it doesn't matter much. <laughs> Just go yeah, with the yeah. bottom end and like upgrade and, your SD card or your uh, SSD later. And Vaughn can correct me in chat, but I'm pretty sure he yeah he got the mid range one. Yeah. So that that's uh-huh. what I got. I got the mid range one. So it's the whatever the two fifty six. So who knows? Maybe um, do you think it's a regional thing? Maybe because you're on the East Coast, you could have gotten it faster. I don't know. At, don't at this know. point, at this point, I'm just grasping at straws, at straws, trying to rationalize. 
what they're doing or thinking. But oh, congrats! I'm I'm certainly very happy for you. You sound like you're having a good time with it. Hey, you sound real thrilled for him, Kelly. <laughs> no, I'm I'm incredibly happy for him. Are you going to actually use your husband's Steam Deck? Hey, I honestly don't know. He's probably going to use it more as an emulation machine. Um, we'll have to see. It's one of those things to where, like, maybe when the Steam Decks become more readily available or when they open up uh, more orders that I might order me one, but it's going to depend on money, obviously. And, wow, that is a lot of hermit crabs. Yeah, it's (laughs) an unethical um, retailer of hermit crabs. Oh. How they're storing them and, yeah. Oh, and Vaughn says it's us. It's also going to depend if you can have multiple Steam accounts on it. Yeah, I haven't tried anything like that yet. Um, Does it let you do multiple? Uh, you can change accounts. It will let you change accounts. I don't really want to do that right now because then it will, won't let me play any active games on here. Yeah. But what about a pet snail, Kelly? Um, those are definitely cute. Wow, that is a huge snail. I know. <laughs> Oh, battery life. That was something I didn't Yeah, how long? Like battery. Yeah. Uh I once again, I don't know that I'm playing anything that super pushes it, but it seems, you know, like they they talked about those initial things of like 2 hours. Oh, you know, like that might be the best you get. At least on the stuff I've been playing, it's it's more like 4 or 5. So, it, it, you know, like I I'm sure maybe if you're playing Elden Ring and have everything turned up, maybe it is like an hour and a half, 2 hours, but if you're playing stuff that's designed for it, like Hades, or even I was like puttering around with Fallout 4 and played for several hours and still had like half a battery life left. So I've been yelled at for showing hermit good. crabs on the stream, so I've now switched to Elden Ring crabs. <laughs> and, and the stuff like the emulation just doesn't use much any power at all. At least not oh, like stuff, stuff like the PSP mm-hmm. and. GBA that yeah, older so how stuff. long does like tried... a SNES game last is what I want to know yeah no I need to I need to play well yeah I mean you can even do like PS2 on there so I need to see what that what that's like and that's the emulation I'm interested in the most is um PS2 uh, PS2 we yeah GameCube. yeah yeah no kidding um I don't know about Xbox I've all I've well there aren't any OG. good Xbox games so <laughs> I've, I've heard that OG Xbox only does, uh, there's like only like Halo emulators. And but that's like, it. what do you want to play on OG Xbox, Kelly? Uh, um, Jet Set Radio Future, because I never played that back in the day. All right, so you want the and Jet Set Radio available? sequel, and then is that Enchanted Arms another one that's on Xbox? I don't remember what no, system it was God, on. The, there was another Xbox exclusive. Crimson Sea, says Vaughn. I uh, I don't think they have. Cyrail says Oddworld Munch's Odyssey, which I think that's, has been ported. been ported. Yeah, didn't they? Yeah, I was about to say, didn't they get a Vita port of whole yeah. things? Um, what is that other game? They haven't. Nobody's fan translated Shin Megami Tensei Nine yet, and that's Nine. Always, yeah, I think it's called just Nine. Oh, not, it's not. A it's not the ninth one. They made the ninth no. one before the fifth one. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it's it's one of the weird Xbox only 
Japanese games. <laughs> so Cyril says, if the Munch's Odyssey port was on Vita, does it really count? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Poor Vita. <laughs> I mean, it counted while the Vita was relevant. It's just not helpful anymore. Let's let's no. be clear. Hey, uh, according to um, Matt, aka my podcast partner in crime, it has the best version of Stardew Valley because the random dungeon is bugged, so that you can pretty much set which floor you get. And it'll, which uh, which has the bugged version? The Vita version. The Vita, the Vita has version. It. Okay, all right. Um, so that you can get the same floor every time. And, and they never bothered to patch it. Yeah, they Vita. never bothered. <laughs> So there you go. If if you want an easier Stardew Valley, get the Vita version. Um, I, I was going to say you could play PS1 games like Chrono Cross, but supposedly that got delisted after the uh, remake came out. Really? Yeah. They went back and took it away. Man, harsh. I, I Now, from the news stories I was reading, I couldn't tell if it was a bug or if it was intentional. But knowing Square, it wouldn't surprise me if it was intentional. I, wait, Chrono Cross was on Vita? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they put out the PS1 ISO, you know, for download oh, on PS3 and they are PSP and Vita. with this stuff, aren't they? Yeah. But if you know where to go, you can still find that version anyway. Um. So, so is there anything that you're going to be like, I know you're playing around with it now, but is there anything you're going to be permanently playing on it anytime soon? Mm, I don't know. See, like I need I need to look and figure out what's coming out. What's what what upcoming is coming out that would make a lot of sense to play on it. Yeah, you could play Final Fantasy Four Free Enterprise on it. Yes, I oh, probably could. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, I had also suggested a percent of four golden. Yeah, that 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 that's on my wish list. I need to pick that up. I don't know if I need to play that again, but I'll definitely pick it up. Eh, it, it'd be an interesting playthrough depending on how bad you're wanting to play it. It does have one good feature if you're like going through your entire library, which for most people on Steam is huge. You just kind of like when you hold down the, uh, you know, up or down, it just swaps over into uh, doing it by letters so you can actually get to something and find. (laughs) Oh, cool. Which is a good thing because like I'm sure my Steam library is kind of tiny in comparison to a lot of people. But when you're sifting through hundreds and hundreds of games, it's just kind of a nightmare otherwise. Ooh, you could play Cthulhu Saves the World since I think that's locked on PS or on the Steam library. Uh, I do. I have that. That one is actually Steam Deck verified. So that oh, will good. play perfectly. Because we've got a backtrack coming up on that. Well, I mean, at the end of the year, because you're doing a double show with Cthulhu Saves Christmas. That is on my Steam Deck. So around that that does get, that's a good Christmas game. Um, so Tam oh, I, is linking stories in the chat, which I think means um, if you just reconnect to the internet, you can get a new license for your Chrono Cross. Okay, so it's it part of that whole thing. That I remember that being a story, like oh those things are expiring. It's like yeah, you just reconnect and get a new license. Like oh, well uh, fine. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to spread. Oh, Sam says no, 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 no. Okay, so it's not that story. Yeah. Now he says yeah. <laughs> oh. I don't know what he's saying. I don't know what he's. Just saying. Just get on the call and tell us. Yeah. Fix, 
by all means, please explain <laughs> it to him. Because I'm confused. What were you going to say, Kelly, while we wait for him? No, I, did, I was apologizing because I didn't know if I was spreading misinformation or not. And it's like, oh, Squ- Squeenix is delisting games because they're, they're wanting games to, or they're wanting to sell the remake more. And I don't like spreading misinformation like that. <laughs> And, and wow, that screenshot of um, them running uh, Metroid Prime on that looks beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I am jealous. Well, they're using Emulation Station. I haven't played with this one. I've been a RetroArch guy. I should try some. Yeah. I haven't tried those yet. See, there are that's tons fantastic. of them. Hello. Hi, Tam. Yeah, All right, so explain it for it- us. Yeah, it looks like the ex- it was because of the Unix Epic expiry issue. I don't know if they've actually fixed that or not yet. Okay. Is that for all of them or just for Chrono it's, Cross? It looks like it's happening. No, it's uh, affecting a bunch of PS1 games. It okay. wasn't just Square. It was not I remember there Chrono being Cross. a story last week or the week before where you just had to reconnect and get a new license. Okay, I've, I did not see a follow-up on that, but yeah, this... This was the news from 10th of April, and because Chrono Cross is a PS1 game, it yeah. fell into that whole yep. situation. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully someone out there knows, and they can write in and tell us. All right. I'll okay. do some more digging. All right. Thanks. Thank you, Tam. Life, life correspondent. Tam is our reporter on the streets, the mean streets of the internet. It's an <laughs> unenviable job. Oh, that's right. I forgot that the cloud gaming will work on there. I'm going to have to play around with that, too. Ooh, Which Xbox cloud gaming? Cloud. All the, the cloud Xbox gaming. Cloud. Oh, just, just Xbox Cloud? There's no PlayStation the remote Maybe. App? Or who else would have one? All right. So there's Amazon, um, Luna, Luna, Google Stadia, LOL. I'm not trying Luna um, Stadia. Google Stadia, uh, Shadow Play, but that's just a PC that you rent, and it sounds like it's not a good deal anymore. Um, who else is game streaming? Eh, I don't care. <laughs> you could try some. You should use you should use it as your desktop. <laughs> Just use a Linux desktop off your handheld. That would be uh-huh. hilarious if I rolled into my sales meeting I have to go to in May and just whipped out a Steam Deck and be like, "Oh, it's okay. I'm taking notes." You just have a stand for it and a keyboard. It's just, you have so many things that you have to pull out for it rather ju- than just a laptop. <laughs> but you can game on it. Like, no, I'm not gaming. Are you still playing notes? You. Are you still taking notes? Uh, not anymore. You you got boring. Now I'm playing a game. <laughs> oh, here's a current list of cloud streaming gaming providers. G Cluster. Any of you heard of this? G Cluster? They're from Finland, I guess. They must not be over here. GeForce Now. So you should yeah. see if you could do that, Josh. Yeah, uh, um, uh-huh. You probably don't have an account, but still. that That's that's kind of like... I have a free version. It, so GeForce Now is kind of like Steam um, streaming, except from someone else's computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PlayStation Now, which is what we're talking about, but that's nobody wants to play PlayStation Now games. <laughs> you can see if you can do the remote, PlayStation Remote, and stream from your actual PlayStation. Stadia, lol. Xbox Cloud Gaming, we talked about that. Amazon Luna and Shadow.tech. Shadow.tech? Uh, that is the one where you get a, um, essentially you're renting a, a high-spec PC in the cloud, and you can put ah, whatever you want on it, and then gotcha. you use um, Parsec to stream. Uh, that probably won't work with the with the Steam Deck well. Um, it, yeah. It, 
the shadow thing they got bought by someone and their prices went up so shadow's probably on the gonna die unless they release some new hardware quick i just learned about them this week so that's why i know anything about them all right here here's here's some stuff here's some stuff did you know all these people have gone out of business instant action never heard of them guy kai they got bought by sony gamefly streaming jump kalido k-a-l-y-d-o liquid sky on live remember on live they were oh, gonna, yeah. yeah they were mm-hmm. and playcast media systems those are all gone now that's the state of cloud gaming today Woo! isn't it exciting yeah i feel bad for poor on live because they were sort of ahead of their time and the the infrastructure just wasn't there yeah shadow tech wants 30 dollars a month josh and that's Holy yeah cow. you still have to provide all your own games <laughs> man <laughs> and right now you're getting a 1080 card it's not you're not even getting a good card so yeah. i would say the ones i would look at like if i wanted to stream my own games that i own and like with a with a high-end spec high-spec pc that's better than what i own in real life um geforce now would be a first one to look at though depending on your display you may have the weird resolution issues i did which was no fun though i hear they've made some improvements there then Xbox Cloud Gaming, because you might just have it as part of the Game Pass, is worth looking yeah, at. Yeah, I do. I have Game Pass Ultimate, so I already have that. So and then soon to, to be that. PlayStation Now in that category. But I think that's all the all that I would consider at the moment. So, Sorry, Stadia. Sorry, Luna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, sorry. I feel like that Steam Deck's a bit heavy to use as a cloud gaming device, though. It's not bad once you get it in your hands. Like you, you it's not going to be a console that you're going to kind of casually hold one-handed. It's just it's, that all those streaming things we listed, um, I mean, you have to do some hoops for the Xbox One on a phone, but they all have phone apps. Just yeah. do it there. And it's lighter, and you can get one of those cool little controller clamshell things that fit around your clamshell. Controller grippy sideways things. For your phone uh, that it's definitely the cheaper way to go <laughs> well you can except get one the phone those... costs money <laughs> well yeah well you you gotta have a phone you don't, well, you don't need to have, have a really good i don't know you're right don't you people have phones don't you people have phones <laughs> uh, how's diablo resurrection whatever it's called doing i haven't heard anything about it in god knows how long don't you people have phones? Uh, so, Chris, you've been 14ing? Yeah, I've been 14ing. Um, yeah. Um, I've sold one additional item since last week. So <laughs> I'm up to about 9.9 9 million. So I'm almost at 10 million gil. What are you gonna do with all that gill buy a house um no i it's not even that much gill kelly is what i'm saying i've got 9.9 million oh. gill and sorry i was distracted by the don't you guys have phones video um the <laughs> the, the, uh, <laughs> the plan is to get more i wanted 50 by the time this was done and okay. well there have been oh uh so final fantasy 14 has had some issues as of late they screwed up their housing lottery so get this, um, 
their the server they had do all the housing lottery did not adequately communicate that stuff to the server that actually you know manages the housing so there was a problem where when the communication got messed up it said um lottery entry zero won this lot um or nobody or sometimes it says nobody won this lot and it's like because nobody entered and it's like clearly people entered because you're seeing this message because you entered the lottery for that lot and so there's a lot of people who didn't get lots and probably should have and so they're in the middle of fixing it. Um, so all these people who should be wanting to buy my housing exteriors are currently waiting for them to fix the lottery results and actually get their houses. So they, they've they figured all that out. They know how they have all the results. They need to just apply it to the server, but they want to do it at the same time they apply the fixes to make sure it never happens again because lo- housing lotteries will then happen for all the lots that people who are moving um, have vacated so they need it to work <laughs> after this first round so yeah um there's a big meme now in the community that um hi i was housing lottery winner number zero and i've got all your housing plots now <laughs> ask me anything <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh you suck <laughs> yeah um yeah so well, that's that's been fun <laughs> Well, good to know it wasn't your money-making scheme that it was the issue. It was, you know, the game. Yeah, it's the game. Um, but now, like, those exteriors, the market has started for them, so people are trying to sell them like crazy now. Um, so the price is starting to fall. So it's real sucky because oh. I'm watching the price fall every day by another 1000 or 10000 or 50000 on each thing, and it's like, come on, no, we need these the price to stay up until the, the lots are available and the demand comes in. No. <laughs> So at this point, I'm just trying to unload. It's like, I just got to get as much as I can and, and, and cut my losses and start working on something else for making money. So you're like, watch somebody with GameStop stock watching your your stock prices plummet. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, is it down? Don't tell me. I never sold. I I don't know. (laughs) I, I never paid attention to that whole thing. I'm still waiting for my diamond hands, but I don't think they're coming. Oh, no, it's down to 138. Oh, you're killing me. I should have sold. (sighs) Well, then. That's Um, all I've I've been been doing. I didn't play anything else, so. I've been playing more Rune Factory. Who are you dating? Um, Who isn't she dating? Ooh. Wolf Boy. I think... I cannot remember his name for the life of me. Murakukumo, I think. You're going to go down to Kokomo? No. I'm going to actually look up his name. Oh. He, he's like a half-wolf guy. Oh, I, I, I almost pronounced it right. Murakumo. Everyone just calls him Kumo. He's a purple-haired half-man, half-wolf. Um, he, he likes dumplings, so every day it's like, here, eat dumplings until you love me. <laughs> and thus far I've only got him like on level 7 because it's really hard to raise friendship in this version of the game um, th- there's a quest where you have to like get everyone's friendship up to level 5 and I just go around giving people butter and other f- food items that are easy to make just to get their friendship up and it's like I've only got like 5 out of the I want to say 20 or so people up to level 5 friendship. 
So, so, they, so made this. This almost sounds like a mobile gotcha game. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's it's a rune factory, and it's a pretty serviceable rune factory. I mean, I haven't been able to put it down all week. Um, it's just that the, the it seems like the friendship is a little bit harder to mess with this time around than it's had had been in past games. So I'd been running around doing a bunch of side quests. Um, there, there's one side quest where you or there's a series of side quests where you have to go hunt uh monsters and bring them in and that's how you get your um rank up and you get like little bonuses for that like being able to find hidden items on the map or to get more um town points so that you can do upgrades so i went through and found all of those monsters and um have those perks and I've been trying to tame a bunch of more monsters to make some money, extra money, so that I can start upgrading some of the town. And do you have I, a bunch of dragons now that you're growing stuff on? Yeah, I've got uh, four out of the five farm dragons right now. So I have one farm dragon that's devoted to nothing but um, raising feed for all the monsters. And then my other dragon is. Um, Oh god, what do I have on that dragon? It's my crop dragon that I've just been doing with crops with, and I'm gonna start uh, another one to do a whole bunch of crops. Um, I, I've also got one dragon that I'm gonna devote to just growing trees because later in the game you can get uh, tree seeds. Hmm. Uh, so, so is this a thing in all of the games? They always give you a dragon to grow things on, so you got different seasons at all times, or is this this no. this the game? Um, it's just this game. In other games, you've gotten larger plots to grow stuff on. Um, but because this one is 3D and you can't exactly like do a screen transition in this one, I think that they did the Farm Dragon thing to bypass that. Because hmm. before, it, like you go to your plot and then you'd go to the it, it'd be walled off, but then you go to the left or right and you get to the rest of your plots because it was just oh uh, yeah studious. yeah yeah. Yeah, 2D sprites. But they could exactly do that with this one. So that's how you get the farm dragons, which is which is a cool little detail. And um they don't really have seasons on each of the dragons, which kind of sucks. Hmm. They just so, <clears throat> Oh god. So so what do you think? Should have they like was it a good decision to move to 3D or is this something that should have stayed more 2D? I honestly don't know. Um, I've enjoyed this one in 3D because you've got a huge area to explore that's kind of kind of open world. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not as expensive as an Elden Ring or a Breath of the Wild, but it's still a very large area compared to other Rune Factory games. And because of it, the environments are a lot more distinct because in the 2D games, um, it was very hard to navigate some of those 2D games because everything just kind of looked the same versus this where, you know, there's there's distinct areas like the, some ruins and some desert. And like in the volcanic region, you got a, a jungle. And then as you go to the north, you start getting into the lava areas and you can kind of see where some of the dungeons are going to be that haven't unlocked yet. And it's just been it, it's just been a fun little game. I just wish it ran better. Yeah. Um. I wonder if at some point they're going to do like a PS4 port of this just so that it cannot run like ass. 
that, that that's kind of become the thing these days. It's now now we start out on Switch and then we get the uh, the PlayStation version later that actually runs good. Yeah, yeah. Because w- when I boot into or when I warp home and go out of my uh, house to go see the crops, it's like a full second delay from when the crops actually load in. Eesh. <laughs> Just so, all all of the videos of this of this game is just like it's such you know low frame rate. It's so choppy. Yeah. And, and normally pop up doesn't even bother me all that much, but this is like oh my god, where'd my crops go? Oh okay, it just hasn't loaded yet because the processor can't handle it. Um, I also ha- had the game crash on me for the first time last night. Does it do like autosave so you didn't lose much or? I. Um, it auto saves each day, but you can also do a manual save to save in the middle of the day. And so I lost a day's worth of progress, and it was a festival where oh. I I had talked to a bunch of people and given them all items. And it was like, oh, I just lost all of that progress. So I'm gonna have to go talk to everybody again. But it wasn't like give them all butter again. Yeah, it wasn't like all bad progress. It was just annoying to have to do that and that was my fault because I, there was a save point right there when I loaded in that I should have done but I didn't I had not had any crashes in the game before so I didn't expect the game to crash at that point yeah, and what it you into a false sense of security yeah and what it was was there was a wanted monster that was this golem that I was doing zero damage to but um, every once in a while it would crit and it would just chip off a little bit of its um, hit points so I, I got it into the corner and just started spamming the attack button and was slowly chipping it down and then um, I tried to capture it and I was out of room points at that point and it had uh cast a huge spell that had killed me and in this game you can um enable a a mode where um cuz you're a seed ranger that's part of the story where a ranger cadet will come and revive you if you die once in a fight and I think the game kind of bugged out when it went into that sequence and caused a hard crash to the main screen. And I was like, oh, well, that sucks. I nearly had that thing down to enough hit points to where I could capture it. And then it was like, well, okay, the game has autosave. Oh, it had saved at the beginning of the day. And that was like <laughs> noon. So went through, talked to everybody again, gave them all butter. <laughs> went and watered my crops went and did, did all my, my farm choice and it's like okay hard save now I'm going to take on that golem and hope it doesn't crash again so Kelly and, I'm watching yes. videos where it looks like you can give people garbage and they will give you back high end late game items um I've I don't I've never given them garbage well not like garbage garbage but like you're handing oh. them low end things that they like and then they hand you back like late game items there's some sort of issue with the with the gift system in this game. <laughs> I, I think we established there were all kinds of weird issues. Well, with all right, this game, fair enough. Yeah, we, Chris. Yeah, you were talking about the crafting being weird. Yeah, because right? yeah. I um I've been giving people just like low end foods because um they for some reason they really like it when you make food. Like if you go buy it, they won't give you as much friendship as if you make it. So that's why I've been making everybody butter. Because I get milk every day, so 
I can easily <laughs> make butter. butter. Everyone gets butter. <laughs> um, except for Murakuma, who gets dumplings because he likes dumplings the best. But every, everybody else gets butter. I see somebody is typing that down. <laughs> so, yeah, and I have a new... I'm at a point... I don't know how to the end game I am. I'm at the point to where it's... Um, it's opening up parts of the dungeons that I've already been through that had deeper areas, which a lot of Ring Factory games, too, do. So I don't know how much further I have in the game. I know that I haven't unlocked, like, um, gold ore or platinum ore yet for crafting, so I need to just go do those dungeons. But I'm, I'm having too much fun running around and growing crops. And right now I'm trying to um, catch a boss monster because kinda, you get a yeah. I kind of want to play this game just because you can break it so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you would want to wait for a PS4 port though, if they're ever going to do one. Well, they might fix things there. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, no, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not going to spend money on this. <laughs> I was going to say, it looks wait so for a bad sale. to me. <laughs> Have, have you never been a fan of Rune Factory, Chris? I tried playing one on a DS or 3DS and just didn't get into it. See, I think if you were going to get into one, you'd probably want to get into four on the Switch because that was one of the better 2D ones. And that one wasn't. The only as reason much. I'm interested in this is the ability to break it. So. Oh, I see. So I want to follow these YouTube videos where you get 10 million or a million gold in 10 minutes and use the return gift glitch and get lots of high-end end game items and what else you can break just how bad can i make my save early on in the game <laughs> see i haven't done any of that game breaking stuff i didn't know that you could get two million gold in 10 seconds um, it's a million it gold in 10 million minutes but you know two oh. million gold in 10 seconds sounds better kelly i want to watch your guide <laughs> oh i haven't figured that out yet <laughs> okay <laughs> And then the only other thing I've been playing is the Soccer Awards, um, which which I like, but that is not a game to play late at night when you're tired and ready for bed because reading all of that text is just put, putting me to sleep. And and not necessarily because it's boring, but because I'm tired at the end of the day. There there is a lot of story in that game, and not not the the the. Ratio of story to actual action gameplay is uh, visual novel-esque level there. Yeah, and I love the combat, and and that's the thing, and I unlock the uh, combat simulator, so if I really wanted some action, I could do that, but I also need to do a lot of story stuff, too, and I'm in Chapter 3, where you're having to do the... Uh, Oh, what is it? The Olympic, not the Olympics, but it's like the Olympics, but for these giant robots. The comp, the the I forget what they what it was called in the game. The combat review, yeah, from all over the world fighting the, the one another. Games. Yeah, yeah. A and the little girl from Germany was running around the theater and telling me how crappy it was, and t telling that one poor girl, "Your books are moldy and stupid." And I just wanted to say, little girl, I'm about to kick you out of my theater because you are a little brat. Have you been doing stuff with the mascot? Um, yeah, I I got into the mascot costume and yes. entertained some kids. 
um, I, I also went on a on a quote unquote date with the girl that likes books and had to, had to recommend her favorite books so that she could write a script, and that that was cute. But I, I'm probably gonna. I mean, we've got to backtrack on it on Wednesday. I'm gonna dive more into it this weekend just so that because I'll actually have time to play it and get through some of the story. Um, it, it's just one of those games that it. <laughs> Doing all the story stuff is kind of a time sink, and it's hard, really hard to do when you have like maybe a couple of hours a night to game. Yeah. But I like the game thus far. It's just, I haven't been in the mood to play it. Uh, I'm, I'm blaming Rune Factory on that because Rune Factory has just been addictive as hell because, you know, I like farming games, and this is a really good farming game. And it's just it just totally fits for you right now. Mm-hmm. You got an hour before bed. I can go do some farming. Yes. Um, and at, at some point this week, I'm going to boot up Valkyria Chronicles, too, because we're doing a backtrack on that later next month. And I've been itching to start up that series forever. You got the Switch version? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I've got the Switch and the PS4 version. Which one do you think I ought to try? Oh, uh, the Switch version's actually, you know, very solid on that. Okay. I, I think I think that's a game that actually does look much... It, it's so much more impressive on a big screen TV. Just the mm-hmm. visual style is much more striking. That, you know, kind of watercolor painted look just looks a lot more impressive when you're playing it on a 50-inch TV than when you're playing it on, you know, a tiny little screen. But other than that, like, you know... Like the I, if my memory of it is that the the Switch version played extremely well in terms of performance. I, th- I think I might start it on the PS4 and see how addicted I get to it, and if I do get really addicted to it, switch switch over to the Switch. Just just but. don't don't I I would say that as much as I love the original Valkyria Chronicles. There are a couple of like nasty difficulty spikes, so oh. feel be, be feel free to like look. You know th- that is not a game where I think you should feel bad about like going and looking up strategies online for how to how to do a couple of those battles. Okay. No, I mean I've I've got no qualms for the most part with looking up strat um, how to do something in a strategy game. Yeah. Um, it, it was something they really improved upon as the games went along. They got a lot better about like giving you giving you hints about how to set things up and how to do the mission without just you know laying the entire thing out there for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like giving you enough hints that you could have the right people in your party and have a have a rough idea of what's going on without you know it, while there were still some surprises. Whereas in that first game, you know, they were still trying to kind of figuring it out and there were times where it's just like oh you know like i said you know i did half of this mission and my forces are strung out all over the place and then oh this thing happens right in the middle of the mission and i am totally not set up for this oh this is i'm just gonna have to start over and you know start from scratch you know it it doesn't sound as bad as a fire emblem but it can be it sounds like it can be kind of maddening in some spots yeah, like there there is technically permadeath in it, but it's much more forgiving than a fire emblem. You have to go and save people. Oh. <laughs> if someone gets knocked out, you have to get to them before the enemy does so you can save them. Bring in oh, the medic. Gotcha. Um God. 
Final Fantasy Tactics was like that too, where you had to, if you didn't revive them before the countdown went down, you'd permanently lose them. So, so yeah, that that's been my week in gaming and that and a sick cat. Yeah. Um, she's doing she, better and back to being oh, uh Oh, she's doing third. She she's being so much better, so much to the point to where she she did nothing but meow for an hour straight while I was working because she wanted me on the couch so that she could snuggle with me. Which I'll take that over her hiding under the bed, all things considered. But <laughs> it's the life of having a cat. Mm-hmm. Especially a little firecracker like Alice. But what was hilarious was I take her to the vet. And, you know, she wasn't feeling good, but she got kind of lively at the vet because, you know, it was a new place. And the, the veterinarian and the tech are just fawning over her, how lively she is and how, how beautiful kitty. she is. Oh, like, oh, such a cute kitty. And then she starts trying to pull down their billboard display that's right by the, uh, that's on near the exam table. And, you know, she's, like, pulling staples out with her claws and, and her teeth. I'm like, Alice. And they're like, oh, what a lively little kitty. I'm like, yeah, this, this isn't cute when you have to deal with this every single day of her pulling stuff down. <laughs> Of course, Josh, you said that Scotty isn't like that at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> Very much. A, I, I'm at the cat. Or I'm at the vet. I am going full psychotic cat. Scotty is fight or, flight or, uh, fight or flight mode. And when, he, when you take him to the vet, he is not happy or looking for a way to run away. Is is he as bad as some of those cats on YouTube that they have to like put a blanket and a muzzle over? Uh yeah, yeah. We we do the burrito when he's at the vet, definitely. <laughs> he ain't happy. An angry cat burrito. We do that or we drug him. One of the two. Wow. Oh I'll, I'll so he really is still part fuel then. <laughs> he he is very not happy at the vet. Hmm. It kills me that he's still somewhat feral and you had him at such a young age. <laughs> what are you doing you, you to that miss cat? Out of that, huh? What are you doing to that cat? Like petting oh, yeah, him and I'm stuff. Just, I'm just terrible to yeah, him. Yeah, you're you know? terrible to him. You like give him food and touch him. <laughs> How dare you touch How me? How dare you touch me? Oh, scritches. Sir. Do not touch me, sir. Stop. Wait, who, so who told you to stop touching me? How dare you do this? <laughs> No, don't stop. Can't believe your insolence. So, so Chris, do you yeah. do you have a update from last week for for your lost video game? I found it after the show. I found it. I found Triangle Strategy. I went. Somebody gave me the idea on the show. I think Kelly about it being in the couch potentially. So I went and I upended the um the uh, the the couch on its side to see if I could shake it if it had fallen like inside the couch. Shake it around and get to it through a little opening in the fabric on the bottom I know about. Um, and then while doing that, um, I was sitting down next to the throw rug in the living room and I flipped up its corner and it's like just sitting right there and I'm like, oh, found it. Because <laughs> Kelly had said, did you check all the carpets? And I'm like, well, while I'm here, I better check the carpets again too. So that was it. Oh, it was Tam about the couch. Thanks, Tam. 
between you with the couch and Kelly with the carpet, you got you got the job done. Triangle strategy has been found. Well, I figured that if they had, if the cats had knocked it Wait, onto what? the floor, oh, Kelly uh, Anna is yelling at me from the other room, saying, "And then you didn't even play it." And it's like, well, yeah. Now that I have easy access to it, I don't care about playing it anymore. <laughs> I wanted to play it because I I wasn't allowed to. I mean, what I had be- actually done, I had forced myself to get back into 14 because I was like, I'm not buying this game because I know it's somewhere in this house. And I'm going to get back into 14 instead of wanting to play this game so much. So I did. And now I'm back into 14, so I don't want to play it. So, <laughs> But I can play it, and that's the important part. I mean, to be fair, that's exactly why I... De- I uh go crazy when i lose stuff so it's like okay it's safe now what was now i, I doing know where it is again. <laughs> do we have some letters from people who also lost yeah. games yeah apparently a lot of people have lost games <laughs> so our, our question of the week the last week did had you ever lost a video game and did you find it so from shaman in early 2017, I inadvertently left my commuting bag in a McDonald's, which had an OLED Vita with a 64-gigabyte oh, memory card and a copy of Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 delisted from PSN. A DS 3DS game case, which had every physical game I owned, along with copies of 999 and Pokemon Black 2, Pokemon White 2, and Pokemon Conquest. Hey, those sell for a lot. <laughs> I've replaced the Vita with the 2000 and the 3DS games, but at this point, replacing the DS games would probably cost me an entire paycheck. I also somehow managed to have a copy of Tetris DS fall into Ooh. a bag of bottles, but we did find it when I dropped them at the oh. recycling depot, and it still boots. Oh, good. Uh, F in chat. Don't lose that. Tetris uh, DS. <laughs> That's they a good reprinted Tetris. That at, they did reprint that at some point. Did they? Okay. Um, F and chat for the OLED Vita with the 64 gigabyte memory card and mm, the Ultimate yeah. Marvel. Um, that that's rough. That 64 gigabyte memory card was probably a pretty penny. Gosh knows what it goes for now. I, I'm more <laughs> I'm more upset about Pokemon Conquest and 999. Oh, so I guess 999 is yeah. elsewhere, so you can deal with that. Yeah. Um, from Kroll, I left my commuting bag too, but at a bar, not McDonald's. For some reason, I had a copy of Daxter, one of the better PSP exclusives in there. I was think I was planning to trade it in. I never saw it again, but it was a good night out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so, Hence why it was lost. <laughs> are, are, are Shaman and Kroll British? Because I've never heard of a commuting, commuting bag. I don't know. Maybe. I think Shaman they're Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's like your, your bag of stuff that you take on. Yeah, it's like a train. backpack or a or a sling bag or something that goes over your gotcha. shoulder or a backpack. Then you take to work and back. I, I see. Yeah, yeah. We, this is partially why I tend not to carry a purse because the idea of my entire identity um, being in a bag that I can set down easily just causes me way too much anxiety. No, really. I mean. I feel like it's an easy way to bring you with you wherever you need to go. So you always have all your stuff. Yeah. I'm not into purses because I don't think they're very ergonomic to carry, but um, big bags or mercies or whatever you want to call them, I'm into that. Um, Until it hurts your shoulder. Though I I will do a backpack. Yeah. um, 
Vaughn has been giving me shit because I bought an Animal Crossing backpack that has all the Animal Crossing cats on it, but it's also pink. So he's been like, oh, look at your girly little Animal Crossing backpack. Like, shut up. It's got Raymond on it. It's true. Um, Or you could get the the special edition one. Oh, that's a mini one. Never mind. Oh, yeah. There you go. This one. That's the one you got. 30 bucks. Oh, it looks a little garbage, Kelly. Oh, not that one. Oh. Um, This was a Target one. This is Target. Um, oh yeah, that that's the one. Yeah, I, I just it's not going to last very long. Is all I'm saying. Well, it, it was a lot easier to carry to my parents' house than the the big honking messenger bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had Raymond on it, so it has like four cats on it. <laughs> oh, there, there's Raymond and Bob and Ankh and Rosie. <sighs> And I can't remember. I can never remember who this roly-eyed cat is, but it's cute. Okay. And shut shut up. I'm I'm confident enough in my masculine slash non-binary non-binarity to carry a pink bag. It's this one. Uh, this is oh same quality. <laughs> um, now you got me looking at switch backpacks. <laughs> like why? <laughs> What's this? Ooh, uh, look the- at this one with the bells. Ooh. Yeah, the only thing that sucks is that mine doesn't carry, or I can't put the the switch with the hoary pad in it. Yeah. I have to take it off to for it to fit. Mm-hmm. But regardless. yeah, it's not back, meant back for to, that. Yeah. Back, back to feedback from Strawberry Eggs. I can't remember what games might have been in the systems at the time these incidents occurred, but I had left a Game Boy Advance in a taxi and a DS on the train. I got the GBA back fairly fairly easily by calling the taxi company. I did get the DS back, but involved going all the way to the Penn station in Manhattan, about a 45 minute train ride to get to the lost and found. Oh, Hey, that's pretty <sighs> good though. I'm, that, that's that, we're easy. That's an impressive <sighs> recovery. Yeah. Like y- yeah, you got yeah. both of them back. That's crazy. Oh, good job. Um, I would have, I would have expected that DS to be gone. Yeah. Especially in New York. And the taxi. I don't. We don't know who carried you. <laughs> um, from P- P- Putty M, aka Matt Mason, aka my podcast partner in crime. Um, years ago, listening to Phil and Mike and others on RPG Backtrack, I had heard them discussing SMT Devil Summoner Soul Hackers for the DS. Could have sworn I looked around and got it cheap and used from GameStop. Years pass. I go to look for it one day as I hear as I hear about it on another podcast and think, didn't I buy it? I can't find it anywhere. Start to think I'm cray cray. A few weeks later, I pull my 3DS out and I'm playing it during idle times, running my fingers across the back grip handle thing I have it in and notice the same. Turn it over to rediscover it. It has a flap on the back and can hold two DS cards. What's there? Soul Hackers. Hey, happy ending. Yeah, my Switch had, oh, before I got the Hori Pad, I had had a grip that you could peel off and put DS games or this cards in. And that caused me way too much anxiety because those uh, things would come off pretty easily if I shook them. So, uh, yeah, I I feel your pain there, Matt. Um, From Featherhoof, I lost my PlayStation copy of Monster Ranger 2 eons ago. I never knew what happened to it, and when I got married and moved out of my parents' house, I just chalked it up as one of those unsolved mysteries. And the little Robert stack in my head would tell stories about it someday. 
almost a decade goes by and my mother who was doing some spring cleaning in her house calls me up and says i have something i think belongs to you i go over there and one of those paper sleeves is my copy of monster rancher 2 scratch beat up and usable but it's there she says she found it in a box of miscellaneous stuff up in the attic now the robert stack in my head talks about the unsolved mystery about how the hell did it get up there in the first place forget robert stack let's get um let's get commander Riker doing it if you ever <laughs> lost a playstation game in your attic and then from tam i once lost black sigil along with an entire ds while i was moving my wife across country i believe i left it in a best western in amarillo <laughs> that's <laughs> very that, that, specific <laughs> um i don't think you're missing much there tam i've heard that game sucks Saved also, by losing it. <laughs> but it's also worth money, so I also feel your pain. Um, yeah, when when I'm out and about, like, my game consoles, I, I, like, try to be fiercely aware of where they are at all times. At all times. And, <clears throat> and usually before we leave uh, a hotel room, Vaughn and I will do, like, a complete check at the hotel room before we go anywhere just to make sure that, you know, stuff didn't, like, fall behind the bed or what have you um particularly when we was in japan because we was in that hotel room for like two weeks Mm, mm -hmm. that's a good (laughs) that's a good plan and i never put anything in the drawers because i know i'll forget shit i like to unpack and use the drawers but then we very much do the ritual at the end of making sure everything's empty yeah yeah i just i know myself too much i know i'll forget stuff so, um, Kelly, big yes. news this week. Big news. Hey, hang on. Beat me in. Wow, getting dragons. Um, and, and the wild community. Seems wow to be already upset, has dragons, Kelly. But we're getting playable dragons. Playable dragons. So, uh, which Blizzard which model announced... did they choose to use for the dragons? The four legged uh, one, like the centaur ones, the some of the two people. T- what did they do? Tall and skinny. Wait, what tall and skinny dragons? There aren't any tall and skinny dragons. They decided to make them tall and skinny, and they, they made a how... new dragon model. And it's called the Draxir, and the internet's not happy about this. They apparently. have seven thousand dragons in that game already. They had to make a new one for this. Well, I mean, I mean maybe they will all right, wanted to all right. make it unique. Surely there's some good justifiable lore reason that's been sitting under our nose all along, and they didn't just say there's another mist of Pandaria Island that's been shrouded and forgotten for no reason, right? No, no there's another mist of Pandaria Oh, for goodness Island. sake. Um, yeah, it. They, so they went away from the Dragon Island because of the Sundering 10,000 years ago, and I guess... And this is the first we're hearing about it. And I guess some some stony boy that the internet has nicknamed Stony Danza had like a signal to light the beacon again. He's the only one who survived. All the rest of the stony boys lost parts of their face, which somehow de- debilitates them, even though they're made of stone and they don't have normal internal organs. Yeah. Okay. So you thought the cinematic was boring. It's yeah, it so boring. boring. Like it's a dude. I'm going to climb up this thing and push two halves together, which is the opposite of the last cinematic where Sylvanas tore two halves apart. It's like, nobody cares. <laughs> but the internet really like latched itself to that stony boy. 
Um, I I do like Stony Danza. He's I mean he's the hero of the cinematic, and that's fine and all. It's just not much happens. He climbs I, up and closes a window, and then a dragon picks him up. Like, come on. Yeah. And 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 Alex Strassia does the little loop de loop, and he looks like clearly like he's gonna Woo-hoo! puke. Um, <laughs> it's the never-ending but, but yeah, story. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're getting dragons and the dragon player race. Um, so the drag player is going to be one uh, new class it's, called the Evoker. It's a hero class, so you need a you need like a class already. Then you'll start at level fifty-eight, and you can only be this one class and this one race. It's that's it. All the dragons will be this one class. I um have to admit I'm a little disappointed that the dragons aren't going to be um be able to be like other classes like like I wanted to be a dragonborn hunter or a paladin or I guess this makes you. them like um the demon hunters, right? Yeah. Except those yeah. could be one of two types of elves, but then once they become that, they get the wings and it's a little different, right? So Yeah, it's it's a unique model. I I think that they did it like this to cut down on development time so that they wouldn't have to animate other stuff. Um, I understand why they don't want other people to be the evoker because that's, you know, too much of a hassle, but I don't understand why the dragons can't be other people. I have two things to say about the dragon models. One, mm -hmm. there's a lot of naked dragon models being shown off now. I don't know why, but they've chosen to show the, the dragon models themselves with no gear whatsoever. I don't know if that's just how they are. Um, second thing is it's like the worgen where you've got your human form and your dragon form. Your human form is mostly human with some scales and some, some, some horns. Um, then you've got your dragon model. I don't know how that's going to work. I think you have to be a dragon when you're in combat, kind of like how worgens are worgens while they're in combat. Okay. And three, and I'm really happy about this. There's no unnecessary boobs on the woman dragons. See, I didn't even know that they had modeled the woman dragons. Oh, I are they just all the males? Difference. Is that what it is? <laughs> I thought that they were all males because I couldn't. If they, if there's some dimorphism there, I couldn't tell the difference. Freaking wow! Always puts boobs on things that don't need them. <laughs> well, especially dragons, because you yeah. know dragons aren't mammals. They yeah. lay eggs, so they shouldn't need mammary glands. Hence. But you're thinking Animals. about it too hard. Don't get that I, upset about it, Kelly. The I, internet I, will yell a, at you. <laughs> as a furry, this is the stuff that bothers me. I can't stand it when, put, when furries put boobs on non-mammals. <laughs> okay. But also, yeah, the, the internet's complaining because these dragons look too furry. The, these dragons scary. are very... I don't know about that. They look like humanoid dragons with wings. And they can fly, I guess. So you don't need a flying mount, I assume? I don't know. I wonder if they're going to have the glidey thing. Like um, you can how- ride a dragon as a dragon. They did show that. So your yeah, dragon so can ride a dragon. There's going to be a dragon riding skill um, that's going to be throughout the expansion, which I'm appreciative of because you know they they Blizzard has sort of made it clear through their actions in the past decade that they do not like flying and they've wanted to get rid of it several times. And I've griped multiple times. If you don't like flying, then do something interesting with it instead of just trying to take it away. And this is finally sounds like something interesting with it and that you know, the flying is going to have gravity and weight. And um, so this time you get to, you get dragon the you get to ride your dragon the whole expansion it sounds like and you get to customize yeah. it along the way so you can make your yeah. dragon mount kind of look like it so that's cool that's something yeah um 
Look, I mean, obviously, this is just the base details, so we're going to have to see what's going to come out of all of it. Um, there's there's not going to be borrowed power this expansion, which a lot of people have complained about since Legion. Uh-oh. Tam says they've done some work on the models, and they realize these are reskinned Worgen models. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, all right. Or at least conceptually, it's. Do you mean they're the same models or just conceptually, Tam? But whatever. All right. He's yelling I'd in have, the chat. He's very upset. <laughs> I'd have. I'd have to see it in game. I think conceptually. I, usually... I think he means okay. conceptually. So whatever, whatever. Okay. So you got the I dragons. Mean, you got the evoker. You're gonna fly a dragon in the dragon isles. We made up a new continent just because. <laughs> no, this continent's been in. I mean, been in the lore for a while. Okay. Have we lost the dragon isles for a long time? Oh yeah, we lost them. They they got. Uh, we thought they got blown struck. up, but it turns out I, no, we just hit them behind no, the, Stony Danza's yeah, watchful eye. Yeah, they the, they got hidden um, in the lore, but. Um, they're also redoing the crafting system so that you're going to be able to put out crafting orders. So um, if you don't have a certain profession, you can basically put out a bounty for it and somebody can come oh, nice. uh, make it for you. Um, but still no right high on- end, no, no ability to craft raid equivalent gear from your crafting jobs, though. They did I, an interview and people are still upset that you can't craft relevant gear with your crafting job. And it's, of uh, course, it, the, the, they say it's because then you could just go on the auction house and buy a bunch of gear for a raid. And it's like, yes, you could. I'm going to say, like, yeah. you're just getting raid ready. Why is that an issue? I don't know. That Apparently it's an issue for Ian Hazakosis. So. Uh, you, didn't you used to be able to do that? Just craft a ba- just some ba- very basic stuff just to get you ready for, like, even heroics? Or... But, I'm, I must be misremembering my bad. Oh, the other thing that they announced um, is Witch King Classic is coming. Oh. So sometime in 2022, we're going to get uh, Witch King Classic servers, which is the expansion that I've been waiting for in the Classic series. Um, but it's not going to have Dungeon Finder because Dungeon Finder ruined the community experience. Apparently? apparently. No. Look at... Uh, what was it called? Um, DF. I'm sorry. There's the, this is the first one where you LFD. didn't just LFD looking for dungeon. It's not like the one where you queued into a dungeon. It's the one where you I need a group for dungeons and you did it and you'd get it a group and then you'd fly around and go to the dungeons together, right? No, uh, towards the end of Lich King, they had L- the actual LFD system where you would queue and get into random dungeons with people. Because the the reward for that was the perky pug. Well, there was also the dungeon finding, dungeon finder something. DFQ. Oh, I can't remember all these acronyms. There's LFR and LFD, which are what we currently have. But then there was DFR, DFQ, something like that. And that was the one that they're not even putting that in. And it's like, well, why, why not? This was in Wrath. You could queue up. You could queue up for heroics and wrath by Alduar. LFD was added during wrath. Okay, well they're not going to have it, which I think is lame. I think that they should have servers for people that want to do LFD and servers for people that don't. I I know my favorite part with wrath, and I know that this is you know there's reasons not to do this anymore because it was a big time sink. 
But I liked the thing where you could queue together and like to just find like I'm looking for parties and you join and then everyone would gather at one dungeon stone and they go do that dungeon. Then they get out and they go to the next dungeon and so forth. And then you'd run all your dungeon dailies with one group. And I thought that was fun, but that took a lot of time. (laughs) See, you know, as a hunter, I had very bad experiences doing, um, like, looking for a dungeon and chat because at the time nobody liked hunters because we'd steal all the loot. Apparently, I never did that. And uh, it, it was just very frustrating. And we, I remember trying to do one group quest where we had, like, five hunters in a group because nobody would group with hunters back then. Mm-hmm. And tr- trying to use our pet to tank, and it, it was just a nightmare. Um, or I, I, LFD was like a godsend for me because it's like I could finally do this content and not have to worry about strangers being assholes. Um, and I'm I'm sad that it's not going to be in classic, but I don't know. Maybe people have are less assholes in classic. I I don't know. Um, I'm I'm going to do the single player content and uh. Witch King Classic because I've been itching to go do the um, Undercity raid again. If I don't know if you did that back in the day, probably Say not. Say that again. I'm sorry. I was did, reading. Did you about... ever do the under, Did you ever do the Undercity raid after the yes, Rascate event? I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been dying to do that again because they took that out in Cata, and that was just such an excellent. Was that part quest. of Wrath? Yeah. Wow. That's when they started the really dumb Sylvanas storyline. More or less. I mean, it's a supposedly it started that long ago whether or not it actually didn't they just said that is another question entirely i mean they sort of and now now we've punished her by making her do mall dailies which is fitting i I mean the the all the sylvanas stuff was um this was kind of the culmination of a lot of the sylvanas stuff that was set up in warcraft 3 uh getting revenge on arthas whoa what? So all the Burning Crusade servers are going to turn into Wrath when it comes out. Oh, I so didn't see that. You will be f- progressed to burnt to Wrath on those servers. Interesting. So I guess they're keeping uh-huh. WoW Classic and Wrath Classic. Interesting. Okay. So lots of things. Um, ha- Kelly has uh, has Blizzard fi- cleaned up its act? Have they gotten rid of Bobby Kotick yet in- at Activision or anything like that? I don't think so. All right, so I need you to say one word that's going to make me interested in this expansion. Dragons? Nah. Oh, ducks. Oh, there's ducks in this expansion? Yeah. They, they Why is huge, this a big deal? <laughs> they, I don't know. They made a huge deal in one of the videos because um, they, they re- released a whole bunch of videos on YouTube just kind of going into the new things, and one of the videos had ducks, and Internet lost its shit over ducks. All right. Oh, and tough scars get to ride otters. Yeah. So maybe you'll be able to get that with a rep grind. I I hope so. That that um otter was the winner of a student art contest. Oh, was it? The, cool. Yeah, and the person that won that contest works for Blizzard now and designed a lot of the stuff we did like in Shadowlands, like the owl people. There you go. Ah. <laughs> uh... Oh, we also get female Tuscars with boobs for some reason. Well, them those are mammals at least. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Tam, it's okay. It's it's acceptable at least if if they're mammals. <laughs> I didn't even see I didn't even see what the female Tuscar looked like because they they flashed I don't so know what they look like. Yeah. 
they, but they also showed, showed Tuscar kids. Okay, cool. Which were cute. I hope you don't can get care. One of, <laughs> I hope you can get one of those as a mini pet. Uh, who cares? Like, so you know, it's still put out by Blizzard. Your feelings on Blizzard will dis- dictate probably more about whether or not you're going to give this a try or not, as well as your feelings about oh. how they've done with the last couple expansions. Kelly, are you excited for Dragonflight? I am somewhat, but I'm going to definitely need to see more stuff out to make sh- to know for sure. Um, I don't know if you noticed um, how many women were in that uh, those uh, announcement trailers. I didn't watch them. Um, and it, some of them even showed some non-binary people in the announcement trailers, and they were wearing rainbow shirts. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they're very much like, hey, we're trying to not be toxic anymore in the videos. Oh, good. Are your um, CEOs still drugging women in hotel rooms? Uh <laughs> Well, we're, we're all right. Well, we're doing the things we can control. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, isn't that a lot on the shareholders and not necessarily uh, on whatever? It's it's a thing. Uh, I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not trying to defend Blizzard. I know that they've been shitty the past couple of years. It's just it's frustrating that the the, the people that can make decisions won't. And it's it's the people in the company that are actually doing the work that got to suffer for it, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Cyril um, brings up, wasn't Blizzard getting bought by Microsoft anyway? Uh, last I heard, yeah. But they, they were still cagey on whether or not they were going to kick out the tick. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Kotick is still, he he's going to be there through the transition at least. Yeah. Um. Oh, hey, we don't have to wake Josh up. Yeah, yeah, I'm awake, huh? Huh? <laughs> Sorry. Well, the next story Sorry. you might care about, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't Xenoblade getting a due date? Yeah. So are they, so are they moving it to 2023? Is They're it moving it back, Ellie? sooner. Sooner? Yeah. This kind of shocked me. It was supposed to be coming out in September, and they're releasing it on July 29th. And I was like, that, that's excellent. I know nothing about this game. Versus 2, where they did have like a whole direct de- dedicated to it. And this Oh, I'm sure like, we'll get one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we get a little bit of details. Um, so you're going to have six people in your party, and they're, they're bringing back the blade system. But I guess all the blades turn into a Voltron to make a giant robot. Well, it's I'm, like pairs in the party can merge together in certain circumstances so to turn into like a larger, more powerful form. So yeah, so we've got blades like again, that. but you've got a weapon, and. Some people have red eyes, but only in one eye. So I guess the camera was just aimed at one eye. I don't know what's up with that. And then people, other people have wings coming out of their heads. Very Yeah, confused. that was a race in Xenoblade 1. Okay. Yeah. That Those seem more problematic than helpful, those wings, but okay. Maybe they hear better. How do you sleep? Um, on your back. But then you're going to be crushing those wings. Maybe they fold underneath, Chris. Okay. Oh, blades are just weapons now, so they're not blade people. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, but these two people just combined. Okay. And they turned into Voltron. Well, boy. And somehow this connects to the other two games. Supposedly. Yes. All right. It whatever. To the original. Uh-huh. And Everything's Carnival connected, State. Chris. You just got to play well, long well, enough. If you get through so, 75 so- hours of play, you'll understand how things are connected. <laughs> 
Well, well, See? 75 in the first and 75 in the second. Thank okay. You, yeah, that I, I was, know. All right. I was going to say, both of you never finished two, did you? No. Nope. I almost boarded out a spoiler. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, here's a Monado, and it turns into a, a glove this time. Great. Whatever. <laughs> well, at least the Monado's not ear clips. <laughs> I was like halfway through the game before I realized that one chick's hair clips were the Bonato. I was like, of course oh, they are. Why not? That's a neat touch. Um, but I, um, and Nintendo announced that there's going to be a special edition of this game on their store, and I'm waiting for that to hit their store so that I can pre-order it because I like pre-ordering Xenoblade Collector's Editions because it's one of my favorite series. Um, I just hope that it's not going to sell out the second that it hits the Nintendo store. Probably will. Right. Well, yeah. the most important thing to know about Xenoblade Chronicles Three is it still has the no pawn in it, so you still get. Well, that's the little, always going to be in the Xenoblade. The little um, what do you call? <laughs> are, are there going to be lots of jokes about eating them? I who I don't know. They look like we'll eggs. Have to see. <laughs> um, the special edition has a steel book and the art book, and I don't think they've set a price. And you can pre-order get the regular version now on the digital digital store and it's um showed up on all the other storefronts like amazon and stuff but i want the special edition uh and yes cyrail in the chat says still bitter about not having xenoblade chronicles x on switch isn't that I, the bad one it's decent okay but it doesn't I mean, connect to the other two it's the one with the mechs does it connect yeah. to the other two i don't think it does it's feasibly, it could be in the same universe because it could be on a different planet, but yeah. it, they never said a connection. And yeah, that I forgot that one ended on a cliffhanger. Of course it did. So we'll do a sequel. Sure, you will. Cyril, so, so, <sighs> I think the issue with um, not having X on Switch is that they don't know how to uh, do that touchpad thing that was a huge part of the gameplay. Is the Xeno series cursed? A little. I guess Chronicles is doing all right. Hmm. I mean, the fact that this has been a series that we was screaming at them to put on to put in America on the Wii, and now it's coming early, says a lot. It, it must do well for both Nintendo and Monolith that we've gotten a third game now. Yep. Alex says it is not connected to the other two, so X is not connected to one and two so yeah and he he said that yeah yeah i left that part out yeah <laughs> um but I, i'm excited i can't wait to pick this up and i'm I'm happy that nintendo is putting a game out in the middle of summer yeah they, they looked at the schedule and they realized hey nobody is releasing anything this summer for some reason let's let's stick xenoblade here it's done i wonder if this one will have a battle system i can get good at or not I was so I was okay with the battle system in two, but I also had I don't it on know, easy. It's just the lifting and the spinning, and I just too many things to spin and manage, and I just never got good at it. Um, there's Gloomhaven DLC. Would you like to get good at that? So this is DLC for the TRPG based on the board game that takes longer to set up than to play. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I, I haven't played it yet, so. <laughs> um had adds new story scenarios. Um You said eighteen dollars? Yeah. Okay. 
Yep. Yeah. So it just adds more stuff, more races, more units, or just more story? New series of story scenarios and four new playable mercenaries. All right. New mercenaries. All, right. um, all, all I know about Gloomhaven is that the tabletop game has interesting looking miniatures, but the base game is so expensive. Have you played it? No, I just oh, okay. I've seen the miniatures on the uh, mini painting subreddit, and they look really cool. I know some people who own it. It's a lot of boxes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they kickstarted it, so they have a lot of boxes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and another surprise release date announcement. So the last I heard, this game was sort of dead, but then they came out today saying that uh, Digimon Survive is going to be out on July 29th, the same day as Xenoblade. For some reason, the dude's giving a talk in what looks like a closed down restaurant <laughs> with some plants on the desk, and the blind shuttered behind him. And it's just his face the whole time. I don't know why. <laughs> so just let you know, we're still doing this. <laughs> so this is coming out on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on July 29th. And it's a mix of visual novel, tactical RPG, and monster raising set. And it's got an alignment system, morality, harmony, and I think Anna will be rage. interested in this. Yeah. If it ever comes um, out. I, I still need to play the... Um, Cyber Sleuth games because those looked kind of interesting. Um, we've got Tiny Build Publishing Astro Ghost Curse of the Stars with the new gameplay trailer out. What is that? This is set in a world inspired by Greece and Rome and is set to be. I thought Ubisoft already did that with Phoenix Immortal Rising or whatever. Uh, um, this is another one. Okay. This doesn't look as charming though. I've heard multiple people say that um, Phoenix Rising is actually a cute little game, and this looks kind of... Well, this one has werewolves. Well, it's true. I don't know. Um, I'm looking for anything interesting. You got me. Oh, big alligator people. Okay, so I don't know how it plays, though, because all I got is screenshots here. Do I have a trailer? Here's a trailer. Okay. Is this action RPG or Souls-like is my first question. It it looked action RPG to me, Okay, I could be mistaken. Okay. Yep. That looks like an action RPG. Emperor Mythos about Phoenix Rising says cute, but with horrible dad jokes. Yeah, because aren't two of the gods narrating the whole game and get into little discussions? You know, I had the ability to buy Immortal Phoenix Rising for 25 bucks recently, and I didn't do it because I didn't have time for it. And now you guys make me really wish I had. I didn't know there were dad jokes throughout the whole game. I've got to play this now. Um, the video game podcast I listen to, Video Game Apocalypse, has sung its praises, saying that yeah, for a, a nice little uh, Breath of the Wild clone. I thought it was an Assassin's Creed clone. I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. But they, they said that it's it's a cute little game for what it is and how cheap it is, and yeah, people compared it to Breath of the Wild because it came came out at around the same time as Genshin Impact, which was ah. also mm-hmm. being compared. And then we've got this Tower of Fantasy game coming up with a closed beta that is also trying to chase that Genshin Impact clout. Oh, is it a mobile uh, game? So they've begun their beta test, and yeah, this is for PC, iOS, and Android. Oh, interesting. The um, Genshin Impact formula. Uh-huh. Open world action RPG called Tower of Fantasy, which was released in China in 2021. So also um, reminding me of Genshin Impact. And you control a f- 
characters that are trying to find dwindling resources, apparently. Um, okay, a, yeah, uh-huh. It looks a little more interesting than Genshin, but that's not saying much. Is it? Genshin. I don't know. I feel like... Is Genshin Impact good? Should I be playing that? Uh, I don't like it. Yeah? I tried to like it, and I just... I couldn't deal with the gotcha. And I also... It, it was one of those ones that even playing on PC, the text size really frustrated me. So, we'll see. Um, it's launching in sometime in 2022, and there's a closed beta now. So, have fun with that. Um, speaking of large uh, multiplayer games that nobody really cares about, <laughs> we've got a, a Outriders expansion unveiled. Oh boy! So this is the Square game from last year that bombed. Not not to be confused with the Square game that they released with Platinum earlier this year that bombed. This is the last year bomb. So this is the Destiny killer, right? That died or exactly. did not kill Destiny, as opposed to what's the Platinum one? Oh, uh, Babylon's God, Fall. Babylon's yeah, Fall. Fall. Okay. I don't even know what it was supposed to be. It was ac- It was more action RPG, right? It's supposed to be yeah. garbage, apparently. All right. But yeah, so this is going to add a brand new story campaign, new zones and enemies and items and skill trees and a long-term ascension progression system and new in-game content. And the expansion is called World Slayer. Okay. Oh. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Going to release for PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Series X, and Google Stadia. Woo! Oh boy. Talk about the epitome of uh, mediocre playing Outriders on Stadia. (laughs) Okay, here's here's something more interesting. We've got Chained Echoes, which has a new trailer and a launch window. So this is a RPG that follows a group of heroes who are brought together to try and end a war and has a 16-bit art style. Um, Looks like it's got a Chrono Trigger style uh, combat. Yeah. And it's set to come out in uh, quarter four, 2022, and has a new trailer now. This was a Kickstarter game. And yeah, certainly looks interesting. Yeah, it's one of the better looking things that's on on the list this week. (laughs) And it has mechs. I don't know what's going no, on. No, this this is definitely a step above RPG maker. Uh, okay, I I couldn't tell if it was one of those ones where it looks so good you couldn't tell. This looks more like not. the one where the pigs fly. Crosscode. Yeah, it does yeah. kind of have that look. And the the the, the mechs look cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a and corgi. I, oh, corgi! I'm on, I'm on delay. I can't see the corgi. Oh, there he is. Okay. Is right. Corky just Corky just the default RPG dog? I mean, probably. I, f- I feel like every RPG that has a dog has a Corky. Well, except for um the one where you put dogs into cannons and shoot them at enemies. Oh, well, th- those were just dog people. That's okay. Different. All right. Um, and then if I finally and mediocre news. Um, <laughs> are, are you guys looking forward to more front mission? Sure. Yeah. Maybe if it's good. Do you want front mission on mobile? Uh, no. They announced they were doing a new game. I thought they were remaking the old games. Oh. So, so that let's was play the lead that. Up to this. Oh, don't do this. Don't do yeah, this. Yeah. So 
Is this CGI or real? It's real. Okay. I can't tell anymore. Yeah, that well okay, now that girl looks CGI, but early since yeah, it's real. It's real, it's real, it's real. But like so we've got a mobile game with some front mission actually no, what we have is a video with some artsy front mission style stuff. Like, oh, this lady lives in the front mission universe and mechs and war and things are burning. She looks very upset. And all this is for the sake of a video game. Or excuse me, a video game. Of course it is. A mobile game. A mobile game. So who cares? I I love at the end of the trailer, there's a switch. You know, the guy's flipping some switches and one of them is labeled foot air. And I'm just (laughs) racking my brain. What on earth foot air could be in a mech? It's like those old Reebok pumps, you know. You you pump up gotta, your. Gotta pump them up, yeah. It's yeah, CGI with a couple of real bits, so now I'm very confused. I need someone to do an analysis and say this is the person bit, this is the CGI bit. Let me know. Okay, so then the two guys at a table talk to each other, and okay, and then that fades out, and now we're in the mech, and this is all in-game type stuff. Yeah, you, uh-huh. You know this is going to be gotcha garbage. She drinks a soda. This is a very depressing way to end I our, see the our foot news air. here, Kelly. I want to see the foot air. So. Uh, foot air is at 422. I've got the timestamp. <laughs> 422. I already missed foot air. All right, let's try this again. Foot air. Wow. I think you're right. It's air conditioning for your feet. <laughs> it's got to be. Gets gets hot in it. In the mech. <laughs> All right, I'm driving a mech and pre-register now at fm.zlongame.com. How about I don't if it's a mobile game? Do you notice the lack of uh, of gameplay? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. So do you I. know it's going to be, or or even what the heck this thing is? <sighs> because it's just another gotcha. It's just another thing to get you to spend lots of money. And then we've got kind of our, our brief release dates. So Steel Rising is getting a September release date. What is this? You're like playing this Victorian um, steampunk android lady destroying things in a Souls-like. <laughs> oh, if, steam, if steampunk Victorian ladies are your thing, it comes out on September 8th on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series S. X, S. Both. Yeah, both. Um, we've got a Scarlet Nexus story demo out now. It lets you play up to Chapter 2 in Scarlet Nexus and your save game progress, um, your save game transfers, and you get four in-game items available as well. Okay. Um, the, the game also had an update today, or this week, which added a new very easy difficulty settings, Ooh. so I might need to pick this back up. So you were already playing on easy and it was too hard? It was a little challenging, yeah. Huh. Um, some of the boss fights in particular were kind of hard to manage. But, so are um, you a story lover or a beginner? Because that's what um, it says story. very easy is for. Story lover. Okay. Um, is it a good story, though? It's a little complicated. All right. I mean, you've got, like, psychics and weird-looking abominations. Because when they say story lover, it's clear to me that in their opinion, like, if you didn't care about the story and you felt the game was too hard, you would just stop playing. But I don't think that's how we work over here. 
I feel like I, we're I, like, no, I'm going to finish this darn thing, and I want it on very easy so I can say I did it. I, I only stopped get playing it because other stuff came out. Okay, fair enough. So Tam says we and, gave it awards, so. And it's an action RPG, but it's also um, a little bit, well, kind of like how you have a hard time wrapping your brain around Tales games. I had a hard time wrapping my brain Just around. Just that one Tales game. The current one, Tales of Arise, its battle system's fine from what I've done so far. But that um, other one, oh my gosh, I need a degree in math for it. Yeah. Um, so so that is out. If you're curious about Scarlet Nexus, you can check out the demo. And yeah. Uh, hey, we've got hey here's Shad- some good TRPGs you could play, Cutley. Uh, the Shadowrun trilogy is launching on consoles in June. So it's going to have Shadowrun Returns, Dragonfall, Director's Cut, and Hong Kong. Um, comes out on June 21st for the Switch, Series X, and PS5 and 4. Oh, and Xbox One. Um, so is okay. These were the ones that came out in 2013. Yeah, I've always been curious about the Shadowrun. I think I've only played the first two. They're good. I should get around to Hong Kong. I heard it wasn't as good, but maybe you know it's been patched or something, and I should try it now. So this is a universe that's futuristic, but it also has orcs and elves and yeah, that's Shadowrun. Yep, and hacking. This is this is totally cyberpunk. This universe, hundred percent, like jacking into the to the net and get your deck. It's but but with the orcs and elves, it's also a little bit of fantasy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, magic is back, but also hacking. Oh, and on the trailer said it looked like it was going to be on Game Pass, so you you two can check it out, and I can yep. just pretend to. No, you should do it. I already played the first I, two. I own um, the third one. I don't need Game Pass for it. I could just play it. Um, we've got Tiny Tina's Wonderland's Coiled Captors DLC releasing this week. What does that um, mean? Actually released on April 21st. Let's see. what It's a new dungeon and boss encounter to the Mirrors of Mystery. Okay. And every week after the DLCs launch, a more powerful form of the, uh, I, I guess the, the Nagas called Chums are going to be available. Hmm. So... I need somebody to write in and tell us if the game is worth playing. Like, how did this turn out? To Tiny Tina's Wonderland, is it good? Is it mediocre? Is it really funny? Is it just poorly written? Like, where does it fit? How's it compared to that original DLC game? Yeah, that um, that standalone DLC that they put on PS Plus has been taunting me. I no, think nobody decent. knows, Chris. Everybody, no one wants to play Elden it. Ring. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's no, playing Elden just Ring. Elden Ring. You're yeah. right. I want to go play more Elden Ring. I'm just fighting the urge every day. I still watch YouTube videos about new builds. They had a big patch. 104 came out. It buffed a lot of things. You should get back into Elden Ring if you've been playing Elden Ring. Lots of cool things going on there. <laughs> so, Soldier's Physical Edition has been announced. Spelled S O U L D I R S. So, Soldier's. Yeah. And it's going to be, let's see, the physical edition is going to be for PS4 and Switch and available on quarter two, 2022. This is through um, Pix and Love Games online store. Um, Games also going to launch digitally on May 19th. And I didn't see any gameplay for this. It was all animated. So I have no idea what this game is about. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm sure we could find it, though. Let's see. Soldiers YouTube. 
Announcement, release date, release date, exclusive commented gameplay. Here we go. Show me side scrolling. Okay. There's a, they're talking to people. And okay, side scrolling platforming action RPG type thing. Oh, this looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, this looks good. Pix and Love, if I recall, they've done some good pixels things. Um, assume, well, you know, I don't know if this is a publishing versus developer deal, so I won't say. Okay. Yeah. Um, check it out. It's very pixel 2D art coolness looking. I like it. It's smooth animation. It's good. So check it out. Um, we've got a new demo out for deck building roguelike RPG beneath Orasia. Oh, good. Another one. How's this uh, one work? Let's see. You dive into the depth of the city of Orasia. You select hero and you have eight unique powers and the game works to combine deck building and spatial fighting. It's soul shaded. Cell shaded. Soul shaded. It's cell shaded. Soul shaded. <laughs> <laughs> What is the that? new Elden Ring mod that adds cell shading to the game? Soul shading. Oh, now someone's got to do that. I wouldn't be surprised if someone did. Um, but here's yeah, a, here's a Souls like that's also Tetrisy. This looks oh, so hard. So this is going to come out on May third, and it's an action roguelike that draws inspiration from Dark Souls and Tetris. <laughs> 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 it looks so hard. Yeah. So what's the Tetris element where you got to move? It's moving the blocks? those blocks. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, no, yeah. no. Yeah, you gotta you gotta move and plan your moves and figure out where you're going while also not being destroyed by the boss. I I hate those puzzles in games anyway. So trying to do that under pressure just sounds like a, a nope. Right. Nope. If if you want to drive yourself nuts, it's going to come out on May third for um, PC, Xbox One, and part of Game Pass. So this looks soul hard. <laughs> Chris, am I going to get Anna in here? Yeah. Chris is dad joking. Make right. him stop. What's this next tower defense thing? Um, this is Dwarve launching at the end of May, coming out on May 31st. And you are a young Dwarven tinker who dives into Rune Kingdom, and you discover the lost technology of turrets and traps to help Dwarvenkind fight off the Witch Queen. Okay, so we got a overhead pixel art 2D thing where you're just setting up traps and, you know, doing your uh, your tower defense thing, but it's got, I guess, a story? All right. Yeah, it looks cute. There we go. All right. So that is all of our news. Um, what's coming out, Chris? Well, first off, um, I apparently just forgot to sec- check our own site's release dates because a bunch of things came out last week and we didn't talk about them. So here's what came out last week. Action RPG Anuchard. Anucard, that's the one where you're ringing a bell and you're hitting people with a bell. Um, that's 15 bucks. PC, Mac, Xbox One, Series X and S and Switch. That came out. Chernobylite finally dropped for PS5 and Series X and S. It was previously out on PC and the older versions of the consoles. Um, Deck of Ashes Complete Edition dropped on PS4, Xbox One and Switch. It was previously out on PC, Mac. Neptunia Cross Senran Kagura Ninja Wars came out for Switch. It was previously on PS4. And Rogue Book came out for Switch. It was previously on everything else. And Shattered, colon, Tale of the Forgotten Ting, King, excuse me, came out for PS4, 5, and Switch. It was previously out on PC. And then 
Finally, Winter Ember dropped for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X and S. And that is a stealth action RPG. Um, hmm. Stealth action. That could be good or bad. I should check out, see if it plays good, because I like good stealth games, and there's so few that are good. And also, I guess, which is good is in the eye of the beholder. Anyway, so we have stuff coming out this week, too. Uh, we have King Arthur Knight's Tale coming out for PC. This is yet another King Arthur tactical RPG game. Yeah, there, there's several of them. I can't, I can't keep up. Is this a now. sequel to the other one? <laughs> Demon Gaze for extra for PC. Unsold, spelled S-O-U-L-E-D, for PC, Xbox One, and Switch. Um, and then we have Light Fairy Tale Episode 1. Isn't that the one last week we talked about how it's a two-hour demo for a game that might not ever come out? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, Matt was complaining about that in the uh, Discord, and I said, yeah, but when Kojima releases a paid demo, it's called art. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rogue Legacy 2 came out for PC, Xbox One, and Series X and S. I think it was on PlayStation before. Yeah. So that's coming uh this week now that you know all that uh oh we should come out what's coming in early access this week whoa um so ember knights is available now on early access and let's see this is a uh does say if it's an action rpg sounds like an action rpg well it's on early access so you you can go check that out We've got Achilles Legends Untold coming to early access. When you say early access, these are all Steam early access? Yeah. Okay. Um, Achilles Legends Untold. Okay. Yep, there's Achilles. It'll initially include the uh, story modes, prologue, and first chapter, and randomized dungeons. So that's that's coming out on May 12th, and um, the game is set to launch in early 2023. Um. The Iron Oath is available on Early Access this week. Um, Turn-based tactical strategy game. Um, the initial version is said to have 15 hours of content. So that's that. Um, we've got Space Punk hitting an open beta. Uh, this is a top-down looter shooter with a sci-fi setting. A shlooter? Yeah. And this is an open beta available to play through for free through the Epic Game Store. And it follows a paid early access period. Will it have better writing than Borderlands? Um, that's subjective. More than anything. Will it have better loot but management than Borderlands? That I don't know. And that that is all the uh, early access and beta stuff. Now we've got our editorials. So Sam and um, my two backtrack uh, buddies, Sam and Matt, did a Rune Factory retrospective. Um, going through all the different rune factories. They went through them all. Some of these I forgot about, like Tides of uh, Tides of Destiny. I think I just played like the opening cutscene of and never went to again because it, t- it took too long to get to the farming. To be honest, and yeah, I I love this series. It, you know, I find it funny that Rune Factory came out as the fantasy Harvest Moon clone, and then there was another spinoff called Innocent Life that came out around the same time, and they never did anything with the Innocent Life series. And that was supposed to be a futuristic one, and that made me kind of sad. But I don't think it did well because it came out on PSP, so that might have been part of the problem. Mm. 
obviously when people... have performance issues as well. I think so. Um, but a lot of people had a lot more people had a DS than a PSP at the time, so that doesn't surprise me. Oh yeah, you can read that. And our uh, Ryan Costa has a Triangle Strategy review. Uh oh, did we give it a controversial score? Uh, four point five out of five. That's not too bad. <laughs> no, five's only for Triangle Strategy. <laughs> no, I get it. Um, said that the scales of a conviction is a great concept, has breathtaking visuals, and refined strategic combat where everyone feels useful and every turn matters. Yes, I agree with all these points, and I also agree with the negatives where characters can act in jarring ways, and there's a lack of variety in combat maps when leveling up. I agree with those two as well. That, that, the the lack of variety in combat maps is true of pretty much any strategy RPG that wants you to gr- do grinding. Yeah. Luckily, I felt like I didn't need to grind much in triangle strategy. Eh, you were playing on easy. That's true. That That is true. I was playing in baby mode. Normally, you, gotta, you had to keep it pretty close to the uh, suggested level. <laughs> Um, so that that is all of our news for the week. Well, now that you have all the news, you know what's out, you know what's coming out. What are you going to play this week, Kelly? I'm still playing more Rune Factory. What about you, Josh? Oh, I'm going to be doing the Steam Deck ADD thing. I'll hopefully settle <laughs> on something. I'm going to look for a sale on um on that uh, Immortal Phoenix Rising game, but... Uh, I think I've missed my chance on that, so I'll have to wait for the next time there's a sale. Um, so I'll just play more for Final Fantasy XIV. You might be able to find a used copy for fairly cheap. Oh, that's a good idea. Used games. Woo. I gotta figure out what platform re- to play it on. I realize I don't buy much used games anymore now because I buy pretty much everything I want brand new. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, I guess is a... Is, uh, <laughs> I guess me being a broke college student way back in the day, used games were such a bargain for me, and now I don't need that. Well, so I, don't where, I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know either, so I'm going to give you an out, because it's time for the show to end. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need a new question of the week. What's our new question of the week? Um, do-do-do-do. Ooh, are Dragon Girls going to bring you back to WoW? That that could be a good one. I don't know why we didn't cover WoW. I, we might still be protesting it on the site. Maybe we shouldn't. Oh, maybe we oh. shouldn't. <laughs> I just thought of that. Like, what? wait, if we're not supposed to be covering it, why should I ask questions of the week about it? That might be bad. <laughs> how, how about what player race do you gravitate towards in any game you play? Like, for me, it, it doesn't matter what game it is. If there's an animal person that mm-hmm. I can play, like a cat or a cat person or a dog person, I will play that. Yeah, I've always said, like, I'm a human in real life. I need something different in my games if it's possible. So I will usually pick um, uh, an animal person if I don't mind their design. Or the other thing I go for is, like, the smallest person, and I stack him in the most armor. Yeah, usually if there's not an animal person, I will do um, elf because mm. I like elves. I, I I very rarely ever play as dwarves in any game. Hmm. Um, I've just never liked dwarves that much. 
I, I guess I'm I guess I'm anti you, Chrissy. I realize I just gonna... said I'm an, an I'm a human in real life, as though somebody listening to this isn't. <laughs> Look on the internet, nobody knows you're a cat. <laughs> I'm an alien in real life, so I choose humans, says Peter. <laughs> but, but no, I'm anti you. You like to play short races. I like to play tall races. Ah, okay, fair enough. I look for like the weirdest combo I can come up with usually. Like mm-hmm. weirdest and cutest because I got to stare at that character for a long time. So, <laughs> so yeah, what's your preferred player race in in, in any any game? It doesn't have to And be then in Elden Ring, you know what I did, Kelly? Hmm. I clicked I just clicked the default character and went cuz it didn't matter. <laughs> I was just going to die heard that a lot. It doesn't. <laughs> and they're going to be in armor the whole time. <laughs> No, I always appreciate the people that in um, Souls games have to make the ugliest character possible. I've I've seen people do that. Like that whole Monster Factory series comes from that, right? But <laughs> yeah, but nah, I don't have that time to spend on the character creator. <sighs> so yeah, um, talk about your preferred player race in in any game. Doesn't have to be an MMO. Um, right to us um leave a comment on the question thread that is the easiest way to get your feedback read on the show um eventually if we start getting more twitter replies obviously we will uh, we come back to that but right right come, now yeah we're doing the, um, yeah we're just letting we'll, we'll play it by ear but right now the uh the thread seems best place for that go click on podcast rpg cast find the latest show and good go for it Woo! that's the show folks all right all right. Oh. We did it. I need to go get some lunch. Okay. Hopefully, I don't know if it's raining or not. We've got to do yard work this week. All right. Well, while Kelly goes use, goes to do yard work, I will say goodbye to you all. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.